Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From NewSounds.org and the studios of WNYC in New York, this is Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. Today, we welcome back to our studio the German-born, New York-based singer and actress Uta Lemper, whose career has spanned a century of songs from the worlds of cabaret jazz, avant-garde pop, musical theater, even contemporary classical music. But when she sings the music of Kurt Weill, a much earlier German-born New York-based artist, she has few equals. So when Carnegie Hall decided to launch its series exploring the music of the Weimar Republic, Uta Lemper had to have a featured role to play. This Friday night, she'll be performing her tribute to Weimar Berlin at Sankel Hall, and she's here today to give us a preview of what that'll sound like. Here with a medley of two songs from the Three Penny Opera is Uta Lemper and her band. You saw the wise man's alamon You know what he The man so life and death so clear He damned and blamed the hour of birth And knew that all around was vain Here's hat den Weisen was aus ihm wird dem Mann war alles sonnenklar er verfluchte die Stunde seiner Geburt und sah dass alles eitel war wie groß und weiß war Salomo Und seht, da war es noch nicht Nacht Da sah die Welt die Folgen schon Die Weichheit hat ihn so weit gebracht Wenn Eidenswert wäre frei davon Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am glad you came to my bar tonight. I want to tell you a story. Something doesn't feel right to me. I'm seeing this world and I see those who rule and those who own and then those who serve. Those who are not allowed to speak 
That is not right. Well, how can it be? It is desperate that there is only injustice and no rebellion. Well, let me change that, and I want to tell you my name. It is Pirate Jenny. <laughs> you gentlemen can watch me scrubbing the floors, and I'm scrubbing the floors while you're gawking. And maybe you'll tip me, and it makes you feel swell on this ratty water front in this ratty old hotel, and you'll never guess to who you're talking, and you'll never guess to who you're talking. Suddenly one night there's a scream in the night, and you say, "What the hell could that have been?" And you see me kind of grinning while I'm scrubbing, and you say, "What the hell? She's got to grin." And a ship, a black freighter, with a skull on its masthead, will be. Coming in. <laughs> Don't look at me that way. You gentlemen can watch me scrubbing the floors. <laughs> You gentlemen, we go back to the beginning, my friends. One more time, let me tell you that I'm starting the revolution tonight. Then you gentlemen can say, "Hey, girl, finish the floors, get upstairs, make the beds, earn your keep here." And you toss me your tips, and you look out at the ships, and I'm counting your heads while I'm making the bed, 'cause there's nobody gonna sleep here tonight. None of you will sleep here. <laughs> Aber eines Abends wird ein Geschrei sein am Hafen. Und man fragt, was ist das für ein Geschrei? Und man wird mich stehen sehen hinterm Fenster. Und man fragt, was lächelt die da dabei? Und ein Schiff mit acht Segeln und mit fünfzig Kanonen. Wird verschießen die Stadt. <laughs> Noontime, the dock is all swarming with men, coming off of that ghostly freighter, and they're walking in the shadows. When no one can see, and they're chaining up people, and they're bringing them to me, asking me, kill them now or play 
Peter asking me kill them now or late <laughs> noon by the clock it's so still on the dock you can hear a fog miles away and in that quiet of death you hear me say Right now. <laughs> And when they'll pile up the bodies, I'll say. That'll learn you. Und wenn dann der Kopf fällt, dann sag ich doch ganz einfach, hoppla. <laughs> And uh, she Back Freda disappears onto the sea and on it is That is Uta Lemper in our performance studio with Solomon Song and Pirate Jenny, the music of Court Vile. Uh, Uta, it's great to have you back with us. Thank you so much, John. Thank you for having me. <laughs> with Vanna Gierig at the piano, as always, Leo Traversa on bass and Todd Turkisher behind the drums. And you were kind of bouncing between English and German in, in that performance. How do you decide yeah. what verse mm -hmm. to do in which language? Well, of course, the original is German. Right. The words of Bertolt Brecht, but there are fantastic translations. And uh, when I am in the States or in England, I like to bring in a little bit of the original, uh, of the, you know, the language that is spoken because it's so important to understand. And it works in both. Uh, it works in both languages. Uh, you just have to bite into the English a little <laughs> bit more than, <laughs> you know, in kind of another genre of music. Um, yes, I mean, Solomon's song is so powerful. You know, the world is vain. I just love that uh, statement, the world is so vain. And uh, the song about the impossibility of wisdom and beauty in an immoral society. Mm. You know, it's, of course, ironic. And the Pirate Jenny has the same thing, a wonderful, wonderful song um, from the uh, Three Penny Opera. And um, yeah, it's it's uh, certainly an important song to go out there and change things. And But it's a century and nothing's changed. It's a century <laughs> ago, believe me. And I know it. It's uh, I love it. Uh, the words, uh, there was only injustice and no rebellion. Right. You know, the, just the acceptance of this. And it takes such a strong effort to actually go ahead, gather people and start speaking up and changing things that need to be changed that are unbearable in our in our world and society. So so these these are he was a very clever I mean obviously the words are Bertolt Brecht, the music is called Weil. Bertolt Brecht was the poet, he was the thinker, the philosopher, the theater man, and Kurt Weil gave the absolute gorgeous music to it. Which 
somehow sounds like it could have been written a year ago, 10 years ago, 50 years ago. Yeah. I mean, it, it remains somehow ab- but the music above has, or beyond has, time. has a beautiful haunting element yeah. of... Uh, of melancholy in it. And if you, you know, like Pirate Journey, we arranged it very contemporary with mm-hmm. the drums, a bit right. more of a con- Tom Waits yes. uh, context, <laughs> which, uh, you know, makes it more fun. Obviously, the original orchestration is a bit more uh, archaic and yeah. a bit, bit more nostalgic. But the song the itself admits all of these different oh, yes. possibilities. Absolutely, yes. Uh, absolutely. It's a very, very uh, strong material. And I am so glad. You, listen, I mean, it was so long ago. It was 1987. 1984 that I first sang this music in Berlin, West Berlin, surrounded by a wall. And um, I was uh, creating my first Kurt Weill evening with this pianist. And here I was in the middle of the separated city and this reality that was gruesome and strange yet intense and adventurous and create this subversive scene of art and uh, people couldn't get out of West Berlin because there was only two train lines connecting us to the West and two Autobahn. They were not West German, they were not East German, they were just Berliners. <laughs> and uh, so in this time, I really uh, wrote my very first Kurt Weill evening. And then two years later, the recording series started. It was so important for, at the time, Decca to re-record the music oppressed by the Nazis. Mm. What an incredible project. It was launched in the 80s, the first time after... Uh, you know, World War II, that this music was reborn, the music of the Weimar Republic. Ich weiß ja nicht, ob Ihnen so was grad gefällt, doch es war das Schönste, es war das Schönste, es war das Schönste auf der Welt. And later on, of course, uh, so many albums follow the Seven Deadly Sins, Mahogany Songspiel, Berlin Cabaret Songs, but it was so important and I was so honored to be the protagonist of the series of these recordings to give tribute to a culture that was so rich, so bright and so progressive in all political and human manners of expression, freedom of expression, freedom of the women, that, you know, the Weimar Republic was shattered by the Nazis in 1933. It was over. And people had forgotten about it in the horrible wake of World War II for years and decades. And suddenly in the 80s, end of the 80s, basically with the fall of the Berlin Wall, this Weimar time and culture uh, experienced a revival. You know, it's it's interesting to hear you talk about what it was like your experience in West Berlin because you know Carnegie Hall has has called this series about the Weimar Republic dancing on the precipice, and that must have been what it felt like to be in West Berlin, this little island mm. surrounded by the Iron Curtain. By the Iron Curtain, yes. Uh, and yeah. and so mm. there's there's a. A kind of an interesting echo yeah. between that yeah. idea yeah. of the Weimar yeah. Republic balanced yeah. on this precipice yeah. and exactly. West Berlin. Tanz auf dem Vulkan, that's a revue by Tucholsky from the 20s, a dance on the volcano. Uh, anytime ready to erupt. Yes, it was in the Cold War. And we, ger- us Germans in the middle, especially Berlin, if anyone have pushed the button, the mm. nuclear button, West Berlin would have been gone immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Gone. Well, you know, the Weimar Republic did what it did 
at a time of great deprivation. I mean, my grandfather was one of many who used to tell the famous story about like piling cash into a wheelbarrow to go to the store and buy some food and finding mm. that the wheelbarrow was worth more than the cash inside <laughs> With it. the inflation. Yeah. yeah. It was unstable, corrupt. The Kaiser and the exile, democracy at a tryout. Inflation and, uh, yes, and this absolute new dimension of art suddenly yeah. broke out of this misery in the wake of World War One. You know, you could see already right there after the World War with the painters, Otto Dix, Kokoschka, they painted the misery. This was the, There was no more beauty out there to be seen, to be painted, to be talked about, to be composed. No love poem, nothing. It was all reality. Yeah. Existentialism uh, and expressionism. Everything was uh, questioned and everything was newly uh, conceived. Yeah. Including something as fundamental as gender. Oh. And we like to think of our yeah. time as mm. being like this yeah. kind of roiling sea of, you know, there are mm. waves of gender, you know, uh, identity yeah, this, and, this and, and the wave. backlash against yeah. it. And, and here the... The gender question was first raised a hundred years ago by the women of the Bauhaus. They were the one... The ones wearing trousers, <laughs> no makeup, short hair. Short hair, yep. And uh, they were telling, you know, they were living their femininity in a very masculine way. And Marlene Dietrich, too. Yeah. This is a funny story. Ten years later, in the beginning of the 30s, Marlene Dietrich gave a press conference in Paris. And the French police commissary threatened to arrest her if she would wear trousers. And she said, excusez-moi, monsieur le commissaire, I'm wearing trousers for more than 10 years since Weimar Berlin. You're coming way too late. And by the way, I've never taken these trousers off, <laughs> not even in the bed, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so it was, uh, she was certainly, uh, you know, one of those girls with the Bauhaus to just stand their freedom of sexuality, freedom of expression and empowerment of the women away from the old role. Nobody wants to stand at the oven and cook the lunch and clean the floors. Now it's the women that have something to say. And, you know, homosexuality, a completely first new open permitted wave was lived out in song and, and dance and in the cabarets and in the streets. And, and so you've put together a little medley of songs that deal with this topic. Yes. And I have to say, these are the gorgeous translations by uh, Jeremy Lawrence. Of course, all these songs are written originally in German. In German, yeah. yeah. All right. Let's, let's hear a, uh, this is a, a collection of uh, the snippets of Berlin cabaret songs from Weimar Berlin around this theme of sexual liberation from Uta Lemper and her quartet here in the studio. One was masculine and one was feminine, and so they fell in love with ease. Then the masculine one told the feminine one how he felt about their qualities. I am feminine, but very masculine. You're masculine, but very feminine. And such a masculine and such a feminine of this year's perfect personalities. So please be my feminine, and if you let me, I will be your masculine. We both felt so inadequate, it drove us mad a bit, but now that's gone. We both 
felt so inadequate It drove us mad a bit But now that's gone Afraid to be queer and different If that means hell Well hell will take the chance They all so straight Uptight, upright and rigid They march in lockstep We prefer to dance We see a world Of romance and of pleasure All they can see is Shabbanality Lavender nights Our greatest treasure Where we can be just who we want to Lavender night, our greatest treasure Where we can be just who we want to be with humanity they're blinded by their vanity women have passively embraced them while we could have easily outpaced them yes we should have long ago replaced them or better yet just face them if we haven't made our feelings clear we women have had it up to here That is Uta Lemper singing a medley of Berlin cabaret songs from the Weimar Republic, songs around this theme of sexual liberation, gender identity, gender roles, uh, homosexuality, all the things you were talking about before Mm -hmm. that, you know, we think of as very modern issues, which were happening a hundred years ago. It was raised a hundred years ago. I always said if the Nazis wouldn't have destroyed the Weimar Republic after 1933, the 60s would have happened in the 40s already, <laughs> and right there in Berlin. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, y- you also mentioned that it wasn't just music. It was all of the arts. I mean, you mentioned mm. Bauhaus, architecture. Architecture, yes. You know. Uh, and the, the classical music, the experimental music, you know, using poetry and Dadaism. Right, like the, the famous Orzonata by Kurt Schwitters. Rejecting all forms of forms, yes. right? Yes, well and, put. Uh, <laughs> all, all forms of forms. Yeah, so you would just meet somewhere in a cabaret club or in the basement of something and you would talk and discuss and create. There was no way to publish things immediately. Theater was like, what was theater, you know? Theater, yeah, the Three Penny Opera was uh, put on stage in 1928. In 1930 already with Mahagoni Songspiel, the Nazis were already sitting in the audience throwing tomatoes and rotten eggs on stage. Yeah. Now, so this is what I wanted to ask you. I mean, you know, Weimar Republic sounds wonderful. You know, it's this kind of liberation of thought, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, no longer just blindly following received tradition. Um, but there had to have been a backlash. I mean, Berlin had all this stuff. The, was the rest of Germany just kind of like looking at them and going, what the hell are they doing? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I I think it didn't um, make it to all the small towns. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was definitely a decadent metropolitan city art. And yet uh, the rest of the population was vulnerable, struggling. And that's why the Nazis came in there with their axe and, uh, you know, digged into that vulnerability yeah. and took over with their lies and power plays. My guest is Uta Lemper, the German singer and actress based here in New York for so many years uh, and performing on Friday night at Zankel Hall as part of Carnegie Hall's uh, kind of commemoration of the Weimar Republic. And they are calling it Dancing on the Precipice, mm. which, you know... Well, I find it so interesting also really to look at this decline then. By 1933, the Jewish people had to get out already. Kurt Weiland and Nolan Lenya left in 1933. They packed their suitcase to go to Paris further on to America. And so did most of the other artists. Those who could somehow get a visa to get out, they were out by 1933. Right. 35 was already terrible. 36, the big exhibitions of degenerate music and art. And then by 1938, it was too late. If you didn't, uh, weren't out, you were put into the ghetto. Yeah. And by 1940, you were put into the concentration camps. And uh, in my show, in my Weimar show in Zankel Hall, I will show the glorious, fuming, crazy, uh, dangerous Weimar Republic and then the sudden choke mm. of that, the choking. And these uh, writers, you know, some of them ended up in Theresienstadt. Very interesting. That was the ghetto in the concentration camp that uh, incarcerated the uh, Jewish Artists. Right. It was the so-called arts camp. Yes. And yeah. they were ordered to put shows on every weekend. And right. then the Nazis invited their special guests, uh, among them the Red Cross. The Red Cross, yes. And it and was all a show oh, for the Red Cross. So oh, you yeah. see how the nicely we're treating our people. Let's not forget, yeah. yes. It is a really... But, well, you know, again, all of that is so contemporary, you know. I, I'm, I'm just not, not talking politics at all, but, but, but it, it is a message. It was... A call from the past to us in in this future that we live today. Yeah, well, it it is a cautionary tale, which I think is why it pays to look back at a mm. hundred years ago yeah. in the Weimar Republic. Um, a lot of the songs are, you know, they they have a kind of jaunty quality to them, uh, and there's probably no better example than the famous Moritat, the, the <laughs> ballad of Mac the yeah. Knife, and. You know, then when you hear the words, I mean, maybe not the Bobby Darren version. Yeah, but even, the Louis Armstrong, although he, Ella, they all Ella, did it, you know. It, it became like a jazz standard yeah, here. Yeah. yeah, but it's a dark, It's very dark. dark. Song. It's about a, a cr crazy criminal uh, out there and uh, someone who breaks the law and um, with cruel methods wants to just challenge everyone around. It's not a beautiful song about some love Uh, encounter and it's not really a jazz standard. It's uh, a song about. Um, it's a murder villain. ballad. <laughs> a murder ballad. It's, yeah. And it's extremely satirical. Yeah. Political satire was really invented in this time too with the cabaret songs, obviously. And yeah, and Brecht knew it. Brecht always had double sense. And everything mm -hmm. he did, there was a double sense of a message to go out, to listen, to look around, look where you're living, and do something about it. And so you're going to, before you actually get into the ballad of Mac the Knife, you have a little song you've written called On Brecht. 
Yes, on Brecht is inspired by incredible lyrics that uh, Brecht had written in the Cabaret and the Exile. This was something that was only performed between 1936 and 38 and only in the Nazi-occupied territories. He did with Hans Eisler, like a, a small co collection of uh, creations and uh, truly will have been dark times, uh, it is called. And uh, I just wrote a song really inspired by that time in his life where everything broke apart All the creations were damned and condemned, and they were out there in the exile watching um, the world go into darkness. Let's hear a performance of On Brecht leading into the famed Moritat by Kurt Weil and Bertolt Brecht, live from Uta Lemper and her band. times which laugh themselves to death about being taken serious surprised by that tragedy desperate for destruction and these loud times shivering from symphonies of outrageous crimes and Creating tales and reports Imitating more and more Too deep is the fear of an unchangeable future And the word shrinks to nothing in front of the truth People suffer from famine of the heart but the heart doesn't know that it's hungry so hungry pens are drenched in blood and guns in ink everything not thought is done and what is just thought is unspeakable and der Haifisch der hat Zähne und die trägt er im Gesicht und McKeith, der hat ein Messer und das Messer sieht man nicht an einem schönen blauen Sonntag liegt ein toter Mann am Strand und ein Mensch geht um die Ecke, den man Mackie Messer nennt. Jenny Tauler wird gefunden mit einem Messer in der Brust. 
Uta Lemper and her quartet with a live performance of Moritat, the uh, the ballad of Mac the Knife from Court Vile and Bertolt Brecht in their three-penny opera, uh, preceded by Uta's own song on Brecht. And about halfway through Moritat, uh, we suddenly went from 1920s Weimar Berlin to late 50s New York yeah. Club Ellen yeah. singing That's with a, <laughs> satirical <laughs> but we, we quickly give like Marie Antoinette said give them a brioche we quickly give the people <laughs> their little candy yes it has an aspect of the jazz standard and then we go back yeah yeah <laughs> So uh, that is a song that, you know, for many people is sort of emblematic of what came out of the Weimar Republic. Colorful, uh, biting, sharp social commentary, and a tune that, as we discussed before, you can just kind of bend and flex, and Mm, it's it's just so wonderfully adaptable. It's a little bit like the Alabama song, Moon of Alabama. So, you know, I want to tell you a story. When I I was, it was 1989. It was really almost about that week when the Berlin Wall fell. I was in New York performing Kurt Weil in the Rockefeller Center in the Rainbow and Stars. That night I sang Moon of Alabama 
And someone in the audience stood up and said, she sings songs of this communist. And we looked. And another person jumped up and said, no, no, that's a song by Jim Morrison, The Doors. <laughs> and I said, yeah, it's a song written in 1928 in the great progressive free Weimar Republic. It is neither nor, yeah. my friends. And the Berlin Wall was down. It's, it's a fascinating, if cautionary tale, the, the Weimar Republic. You know, yeah. the... the, the kind of flowering of, of art and democracy and the fragility of it and the exactly. way it all came yeah, crashing yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And, and nowadays, I mean, they introduced democracy in countries who only had autocrats or religious leaders, you know, in, in countries that are not familiar with this idea of democracy and it's so difficult. And uh, yes, in the Weimar time, they came out of the Kaiser periods mm -hmm. And uh, there were like 50 political parties in the new democracy. And, and then there was the one evil person who had a plan. And he was able to corrupt that whole new freedom system. Well, the, uh, the Carnegie Hall series on the Weimar Republic is called, appropriately, Dancing on the Precipice. And as part of it, Uta Lemper and her band performing Friday night, February 9th, at Zankel Hall. Uta, always a pleasure to see you and to hear you. Thank you so much. I know this is music that is near and dear to your heart. Thank you yeah. for performing it for us Thank today. you, and I'm excited. In Zankel Hall, they will actually redo the whole auditorium. So it's like a, we, the stage is in the middle. Oh, it'll be in the round. Yeah, yeah. so I'm looking forward Great. to this. So it's like we are very immediate onto the people. and Like a cabaret instead yeah, of a, yes, a concert yes. hall. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I don't have eyes on the back of my head, though, but I'm going to have to spin a lot around that night. All right. <laughs> but everyone is like right at the, at the bottom of the stage, so that's wonderful. Thank you so much, John. And thanks to our crew, Irene Trudell is our technical director. Our producer is Karen Havlick. Joe Enright shot video of the performances today. I'm John Schaefer. You can keep up with new sounds by texting the word new sounds to 70101. We'll sign you up to our free weekly newsletter. You can also sign up on the website at newsounds.org. <laughs> Sing it.